0: If you are looking for solutions to save time in your coaching business, enhance your productivity, and achieve streamlined operations, you are going to love this episode. I have special guest and automation expert, Jesse Parker, guiding us through the world of automation and AI, offering a lot of options to help us optimize our business operations. Listen in as we walk along a coach's journey to growing a business. We stop at each stage and we discuss what automation can be used to streamline processes and ultimately maximize the impact that we make. There are a couple things Jesse said that really stuck with me. If you keep using people to do robot tasks, you will not scale. You cannot scale without automation. Picking out the pieces of a process and automating them removes limits, and it's magical. And then typing, clicking, copying, and pasting is wasting. So listen for both of those concepts. Toward the end, we talk about an example that saved a client $9,000, and that was just the beginning. But here's my warning. Don't get overwhelmed, especially if you are not a techie person or if you are a coach who's just starting or you're not really interested in scaling. Just let our discussion expose your mind to what's possible. You don't have to change everything you're doing. Just consider and dream a little. Enjoy this interview with Jesse Parker. Are you ready to work less, feel more organized and productive, streamline repetitive tasks, and implement systems that allow your coaching business to run smoothly even without you? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Organized Coach Podcast, your go to source for practical tips and solutions. I'm your host, Tracy Hoth. Professional organizer, certified life coach, simplifying expert, and most of all, down to earth fellow coach just like you. No matter if you think you're missing the organizing gene, have ADHD, or just love anything organizing, I'm here to help you become an organized coach with a business that works for you. Pull up a seat and let's get started. Welcome to the show. I cannot wait to talk about this topic. I am want to learn all I can as I'm analyzing my own business and looking into automations myself. I have a special guest, Jesse Parker on the show and they are going to talk about all these things. I have so many questions. So Jesse, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So first I just want to say thank you for having me, Tracy. It's it's truly an honor to be on your podcast and I love all things organization, and I think that automation and organization pair so well together. Um, so to give you kind of a quick intro about uh, me, um, I've been in the automation industry for uh, a little over the past decade. So I was one of the first hires at Zapier, which is probably the most popular, most well-developed automation platform that exists today. Um, And I've had the opportunity of working on a lot of different projects and programs and things there. Um, ended up running my own consulting business for a bit um, and then found coaching. Um, so now I'm kind of taking everything that I love and I'm helping other life coaches leverage automation and AI uh, in their businesses to streamline operations and also just to save uh unnecessary time and energy that you might be spending on manual work.
0: Oh, I can't wait to hear all about it. Let's say we talk to new coaches first. What are automations that you would suggest they create or have initially?
1: Sure. Well, so for new coaches, like when you're just developing your business, I actually recommend pausing a bit on getting too in the weeds about automation because you're building these processes and you need to carry them out manually and really find the things that work. This is where I see some folks actually making mistakes because they get so excited about automation that they're like, I'm going to automate all these processes and they end up automating things that aren't working or that are really inefficient. So I usually recommend that you actually develop what those look like for you and what you're comfortable with and carry them out manually. And maybe a great place to start for new coaches is actually on the like personal productivity side, um, scheduling, planning. I know there's a lot of coaches that probably listen to your, your podcast that are LCS certified coaches. So they're mostly familiar with Monday hour one Um, So it's like, how can we use automation to kind of cut down on the
0: time there? Yes, tell me everything. (laughs) And that's such a good point too, that you made as far as, us trying different processes and systems and waiting until we get those figured out because it's changing a lot. We change things and how we're doing things and we change our program maybe, and we decide to do eight weeks or 12 weeks instead of six and then (laughs) everything changes. So yes, tell me about our calendars, our productivity, what's helpful with automations in that.
1: Yeah, so I can talk through kind of like a setup that that I have. Um, everything in my schedule that I want to do is completely automated. So I don't really spend, you know, hours on my Monday hour one trying to figure out what to plan because I have automation do that for me. And one of the apps that's instrumental in that workflow is called reclaim.ai. And it's really lovely because not only can you automatically schedule your tasks, actually, they will automatically schedule them for you according to the parameters that you set. So maybe you only want to do deep focus work in the morning. And then, you know, you want to go to the gym in the afternoon and all of that. But you can set up those habits, like going to the gym, having a planning session. And Reclaim will take all of the rules that you make about your schedule and your life, and it will start to kind of piece in a new schedule for you. And what's great is if you're using, you know, Calendly or Acuity or something like that to schedule appointments with clients, you can also set up how, I guess, like how serious that event is, like how long to hold it, like when to make it permanent on your calendar. So you don't have to worry about, well, you know, I would schedule all these things in for focus time and the gym and picking up the kids. But I know if I do that, my clients can't book with me on that day. So Reclaim is like a perfect way of saying, Hold this spot for me. Don't actually block it on my calendar. But if nobody books with you know within twenty four hours of the start time, then definitely put my focus time here. Definitely put my gym time here. Um, so again, you can change the the level of seriousness that you want your calendar to to consider for that event,
0: okay, I think I've gotten ads <laughs> for this or yeah. seeing ads for this a service using AI and I don't I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of the company now but so you use that does it work with your Google calendar or how or does it is it yes. its own calendar
1: It syncs to your Google calendar um if you'd like it to I think that they um I think they might integrate with Office 365 as well. I'd have to double check, but that's exactly what I do. Actually, if I could take a step back, I have to get all of my tasks onto my calendar aside from all of the focus time that I like to block and you know, my habits and things like that. So another app that I use to do this is called ClickUp. Now, ClickUp is a very full featured like task and project manager. And so when I recommend this, I don't recommend just start building this massive of flow inside. Use it as a simple checklist. And the best part about ClickUp is that one, you can use Zapier to automate things into it to create tasks. So for example, I like to listen to every single LCS call that happens. And so I subscribe to the LCS calendar and I use a Zapier Zap, which is just an automated workflow. And I trigger off all of those calendar events and they add themselves to ClickUp tasks for me. And then Reclaim C is that I have those things in ClickUp. And if it, it looks at my calendar and it says, all right, well, you wanted to do classes at this time and this time and over here, but you have a client call. And it actually puts it on my calendar for me in the most optimal time for my schedule. So I never have to worry about fitting anything in. And I don't have to worry about doing the manual labor of like looking at my calendar and moving things around. So it just goes there automatically. And another great thing about ClickUp is like one of the things that's really important when you want to get things done. I see a lot of coaches like, you know, they have a journal where they right things they need to do. And then there's like a sticky note on their desk. And then there's a random Google Doc. And then there's a note on your computer. And then there's something in your email. And it's like, you have to really centralize, like have that one central inbox where you're collecting information. And the thing I like about ClickUp is that there is a mobile app for your phone. So when you're on the go, you're in line at the grocery store, you think of a brilliant idea or something you need to get done, you can just add it as a task. When an email comes in, there's um, a ClickUp integration for your Gmail inbox where you can just say, oh, create a task from this email, remind me to follow up. And then there's like a little Chrome extension for those of us that use Chrome that just kind of like there's a little bubble that follows us around whatever website we're on. And we can like save pages and make notes and save tasks that way. It all goes on to ClickUp, Reclaim sees that I have these tasks and knows what I want to get them done. And boom, it just puts them on my schedule for me. Literally, there's no manual work involved.
0: My mind is like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so what if it they don't all fit on your calendar? What does Reclaim do?
1: So, so the thing with Reclaim and Clickup is that in Clickup, you choose like a start date and an end date and like a duration. So if it's looking at your calendar and it's like, mm, we're really not going to fit this in this week, but you said that you wanted to get it done in three weeks, it'll just bump it to the following week or whatnot. And then if you have like a conflict, it will show you these things are at risk of not getting done. It'll, it'll be very clear, like in the sidebar. Um, so you can then make intentional decisions about what you'd like to do with those tasks. And if you'd like to reschedule them, or if you need to move something around, or you need to ask your spouse, maybe to take the kids to soccer practice, because this absolutely has to be done this week. Um, so you have that kind of flexibility and visibility.
0: Okay, so I'm thinking of well, myself, but other coaches who, out there who might be like, oh, that just blows my mind. I can't imagine setting all that up. Is that something you help people with?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can. I help anybody automate pretty much anything. And I think that I've automated, gosh, I can't think of any use case that I haven't touched at this point in my career because I've spent so much time working with solopreneurs, seven to eight figure CEOs, Fortune 500 companies. And if I've never touched it before, guaranteed I can figure it out very quickly. So yeah, if anybody wants to reach out to me, I can certainly help you with the automation piece of that and getting everything set up.
0: If we wanted to try that by ourselves, just with the calendar, if you get on reclaim.ai, how long would you say that would take to set up? Does it take a lot of testing and trying to figure it out?
1: I don't think that it takes very long at all to set up in Reclaim. I think where the work is going to be is the step before that, where you're sitting down and you're designing your schedule and you're saying, okay, What do I want my my dream week to look like? What are all these habits that I might have been putting on the back burner? When do I want to focus on my coaching business? Like that's going to take the most amount of time is to make the intentional decisions about what you want your calendar to look like. But as far as setting it up, it's like as easy as setting up a task and then reclaim just kind of pops it on the calendar for you.
0: Oh, my gosh. I just want to try that and see. Now, all the objections in my mind are like, "Okay, what if you don't get it done in the time that it takes? What happens then?
1: That's a great question. So Reclaim has a reschedule button. So if like things went crazy, your mother-in-law called, like, you know, your (laughs) schedule just completely went off the rails. You just go to your tasks and you click the reschedule button and Reclaim will find the next best time in your calendar to do it.
0: So I'm assuming that's a paid service and ClickUp is paid, but could you do the checklist and have it be a free service or not? You know, you... let me double check the pricing
1: because I know okay. I pay for Reclaim. Um, I'm not I can't remember if I pay for ClickUp, but it's it's pretty affordable. And you have to also ask yourself, like, how much is your time worth mm-hmm. and how much do you spend, you know, on planning and scheduling and calendaring and things like that?
0: That's such a good point, though, thinking about the time that you spend doing all that and going in and moving appointments around and
1: yeah. It's the perfect area for automation because like, especially when you're, you know, an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, like you want to focus on creating value for your clients and you have to be really intentional about where your time goes. And if it's on admin, you know, sort of tasks, that's valuable time that you could be spending, you know, reaching out to your audience.
0: It's kind of like, I was thinking, it's kind of like a surprise every morning then you just go into your calendar and you're like, what did my assistant plan for me?
1: It's so great. (laughs) That's what it is, though. I mean, you can view the week like I like to view the week ahead of time and, you know, see how it's it's all panned out when I have my client calls. But it's so easy. I just get on my computer in the morning. I just look at the daily view for my calendar and I'm like, all right, like all that stuff I wanted to do. It's been taken care of. It's been scheduled like here it is. It hasn't been forgotten. It hasn't fallen to the bottom of a to do list in a notebook somewhere. It's on my calendar till I want to complete it.
0: Love it. Okay. So the new coach is focusing on automation via the calendar. Mm -hmm. Then what is the next step or what, what are some automations you think maybe every coach needs to have in their business or the flow of them, kind of the progression of them?
1: Yeah. So once you start like getting some clients coming in, you want to start organizing that information that's usually the first step that coaches take of kind of like lead management, lead organization. I know you talk a lot about your your spasm framework. So really kind of like sorting through that information, figuring out what you don't need, assigning homes, all of that. And the best way to make sure that you have this information organized and accurate is to lean on automation because there's little room for human error. And actually, this is a really important piece about automation that a lot of people skip is the data integrity piece. If you don't have your data organized and structured and clean and accurate and relevant, when you go to start implementing automation to go back and forth between applications, you're just kind of creating more of a mess. And so for coaches that are established a bit and just starting to set up automation, there are things that you can do, like take new scheduled consultations or new scheduled meetings and automatically create a contact in your CRM or whatever database that you're using. So that's like that's a, that's a very simple, wonderful example uh, of an automation they can build. Another is uh, when you get a new subscriber on your mailing list, maybe you want them in your CRM as well, or maybe you want to look them up in your CRM and actually like check a box that they're subscribed to your mailing list or vice versa, right? As long as you have their permission, of course, when somebody is added to your CRM, adding them as a uh, subscriber.
0: Now thinking Um, about someone that, I mean, if you're an experienced coach, you're going to know what a CRM is, but define that. And so I'm thinking, okay, do I have that set up? (laughs) my, my, um, consults would go in through Acuity and then I actually do have a zap set up so that it tags them in Kajabi, which is my CRM, what I use for my, um, list. And so what's another example you see a lot of coaches use in that?
1: You know, it's kind of all over the place. For newer coaches, I actually find a lot of people are tracking things in a spreadsheet, which I don't recommend. Uh but your next step up from that would be an app called Airtable. So it's kind of like a spreadsheet, but it's really pretty and it it sort of forces you to stay organized with the rules uh that they have in place. But there are coaches that use so many things. Kajabi is certainly one of them. Um Active Campaign, I see a lot of folks uh using that. ConvertKit. Yeah, there're those are more like email email marketing email automation platforms i mean the same thing a little bit you know with active campaign and kajabi just kind of is you know an all in one sort of solution um but i'm not sure i've seen like a consensus of what everybody is using but i do recommend something like airtable when you're just starting out or um if you want an all in one solution which that has its own pros and cons some folks are using HoneyBook or um, Dubsado. Let's see what else. I think, I believe HubSpot might have a, a free plan for a CRM, but expect to to pay money <laughs> for one, unless you're using Airtable. That's why I recommend it. It's it's a good free solution that will get you by for a bit.
0: And the point of that, the purpose of having that is what? Yeah.
1: So CRM, I know you asked about what that stands for before. So that stands for customer relationship management. And all it is, is it's an application that helps you manage client information, client communication, and progress that you're making with a client. So you'd have things in there like information about the client, right? Their name, their email address, maybe their phone number, whatnot. Um, you'd have probably their activities in there. Did they send you an email? Did they schedule a call with you? Did you make a note about them somewhere? You might also record payments in there. So you might want to understand your lifetime value of that client, or if they're late on a payment, who is your highest paying client, things like that. And then the last thing that folks like to track are stages, like what stage is your client in? Are are they still a, a lead, not yet a client? Are they a client in the onboarding stage? Are they a client in the delivery stage? Are they up for renewal with you? Are they no longer working with you? So those might be a way that you can organize and kind of segment your client base.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So you have your CRM set up and new subscribers being added to that. And then what do you see as the next automation to focus on?
1: It really depends on on what you want to track. But if you have your CRM set up, and your your email marketing, email subscription setup, you could probably start leaning into automating your onboarding process. That's an excellent opportunity for automation that a lot of coaches lean into because the faster that you onboard people and the faster you deliver to them and the less manual work, the more clients you can take on, the more value that you can give. So for example, let's say a client pays you and you're using Stripe as your payment processor, which I highly recommend. Stripe is great because it's it's simple enough to set up when you're just starting out and it scales with you to when you're making, you know, tens of millions of dollars. So you could trigger off of a new payment. Um, and when I say trigger, that just means like start start a process, a series of actions that's going to happen from that payment. And then you could record the payment in your CRM and, you know, update the client to say that they paid. Maybe you are creating then a folder for them in Google Drive with some worksheets or some templates. Uh, Maybe you're sending them a contract to sign. Maybe you're then updating your um, your email list uh, to change the tag or the segment that you have that person in. You don't want to continue selling them on the same product that they already bought. So those are all steps of the onboarding process or you know, a onboarding process that you could potentially automate.
0: I love how you said that the Stripe payment triggers it. So would that look like you set a zap up with Stripe and whatever other thing you want? So if you wanted to create something in your Google Drive, is that how you would do it?
1: Yes, exactly. So you'd set the Zap up. So the free Zap of your plan, it always uh, allows you to have like one trigger and one action with their non-premium Zaps. You'd have to look up what those are, but Stripe's not a premium app. So it'd be free to have Stripe as your trigger to start the process and then take one action from it. But if you just bump up to the next plan, which I think is like $20 a month, that's why, I again, I recommend too that coaches have some clients, you have some revenue coming in. I don't, I, I try to keep folks on like free, flexible solutions and not have to pay money on software until you actually have revenue coming in. But anywho, the next plan up is about $20 a month. And then you can add multiple actions from that, like I said before. So oh. Stripe payment comes in. You automatically create the folder, then you copy a spreadsheet into the folder, then you send a contract, then you update the segment in the mailing list, and you don't have to touch a thing, right? You just set up that automated process once, and every time that payment comes in, and you can set filters and parameters and things like that, all those steps happen automatically for your client. So it's a really great way also to delight your customers and help them feel cared for, and you're not worrying about this long list of uh, contracts you have to send and things that you have to remember to update.
0: That is so good. Now, why had I never, and I've paid for Zapier before. Am I saying that right? Is it, that's yes. how you say Zapier? Okay. I've heard Zapier you say-
1: makes you happier.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. I love that. <laughs> but I never thought to connect it with the payment. I don't know what I, I guess it's a form in, in Kajabi that I connect it with. But then I did, I don't think I realized that you could have multiple things happen after. I thought you had to create an individual Zap for each of those. So that's amazing. Okay, I'm learning Yeah, you can have so just much.
1: one long Zap with just like, and you can title it client onboarding and just have all those steps taken care of.
0: Can you schedule things out? So about halfway through my program, I usually send a gift. Can you make that automatic?
1: Yeah. So there, there are two ways to do that. It really depends on like the timeline of when you want to send the gift, right? If it's like a couple of days later or a week later or something, you can use uh, a built-in Zapier app called Delay by Zapier. And you can, you can ask it to delay for a certain amount of time, but it don't don't believe that you can delay longer than a month. And so what you'd want to do essentially is to set something up in your CRM with that date field. Um, some CRMs have their own you know, little automation features that says when something reaches this date, mm. then that triggers a whole other zap to happen. And this is like just to take another step back and go back to my Airtable recommendation. That's why I like that so much as like the beginning lightweight CRM because you can set up filtered views in Airtable. So let's say you had a client in Airtable and you're like, okay, this is the date that I want to send them a gift. You just put that date in or have automation write that date for you by calculating the amount of time from the payment to when you want to send the gift. Then you don't worry about it. And then there's a view that you can say, okay, only show records where the gift date is today's date. The record appears in the view, that triggers the ZEC. And then you can take all of the other actions that you want to take. So that's a way to get around that kind of delay for only a month limitation. You can set it, you know, for years in the future. And then when that date comes up and matches today's date, you can take whatever actions you want automatically.
0: This is where that starts to feel a little overwhelming for me. This is where I can see your service is so valuable. Because I'm like, can you just come in and do all that? For me? <laughs> so I don't have to think about it. So good. What else? What comes after that? So we have the onboarding process automated.
1: Yeah, you could. I, I know a lot of coaches are starting to kind of dabble in AI a bit. Um, so, for example, if you have an AI meeting note taker, definitely let your Clients know if you're using that, just out of, out of respect. If you use something like Fireflies.ai, that's a meeting note taker. And I use that one a lot because they have a Zapier integration. So what you could do is after that meeting ends, it will trigger a Zap using Fireflies AI and take the meeting summary or the notes or whatnot and add them as client notes in your CRM. Or you can even create, you know, an email from your Gmail account, right? Like, hey, it was great chatting with you. Here are the things that we talked about. Like, here's a summary of our meeting in case you wanted to remember anything. So that's just like another way uh, where you don't have to worry about, oh, what was it? Like, what did we talk about my last session? What what was it they wanted to work on? Where did that conversation go? It's like, no, I already, not only do I have the entire transcript and recording of the meeting, but I have that short little summary that I can glance at in whatever kind of CRM system I'm using to just give myself a quick refresher before I hop on the next call with them. Love it. But like I said, there are a whole bunch of other meeting note takers, but the trick is is to find... Apps that integrate—I'm going to say with Zapier, just because they're the most robust and support the most number of apps. And I know that if an app integrates with them, it it integrates with my entire workflow. Like I'm going to be able to automate so much. But there are other uh, wonderful uh, meeting note takers. Otter AI is one. I, I can't remember right off the bat if they have a Zapier integration, but they might. Um, I'm not sure. But yeah, definitely check because if if not, you're doing something that I like to call island building. So you might find this like amazing app and you set everything up. You know, there's some like all in one solutions that don't integrate with Zapier and and people are crazy about them because they're like, it's so convenient. It's all in one. I love this. And then you're building and then you realize you've built yourself on an island. And now this feature breaks this one. They're discontinuing. This one doesn't work the way you want it. And you have no way of kind of like connecting that to whatever solutions you need to put in place. So if, you know, I could have your audience take one thing away from this. It's like, be really intentional with when you're picking your apps and make sure that there is an opportunity for automation, because that's the only way you're going to be able to scale your business. And it's why I'm so passionate about automation, because it removes the limits of time for you mm-hmm. because you'll, you'll run into a limit of time, right? We all only have 24 hours a day and we need to do things like take care of ourselves and sleep and all of that. And then you'll hire an assistant, right? You'll get, you'll buy some more time, but they're going to run into that as well. And then you have the cost of that assistant, but automation is so cheap and there is no time limit to it. So as long as you can keep paying it, it will keep working for you 24 seven.
0: That's amazing. So, it's almost more important to spend the money on getting your automation set up than hiring at first, maybe, or hiring first to see, you know, until you get your system or your process down and then hiring automation in.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. And I see a lot of coaches, and it's like right away, it's like, go right to the assistant, go right to the assistant. But if you have your assistant doing things like copying, pasting something that involves a lot of clicking and a lot of, a lot of typing. I like to say uh typing, clicking, copying and pasting is wasting, right? You're you're kind of <laughs> you are you are wasting the more money you pay to have somebody else do that. Now, website edits and, and things like that that's a wonderful thing to have your assistant do, right? You can't always do that kind of, you know, intentional updating with automation. But if it's a copying, pasting, data entry, manual admin work, try to look to automation first. Before you lean on an assistant to carry those tasks through for you,
0: do you think you were naturally organized, naturally driven in that kind of way? Because I always look at people and I think not to compare myself to that because you've had nine years, nine and a half years just as a Zapier employee practicing the skill. And so what a beautiful skill and knowledge you have around that. But do you think you were always like that? I always wonder that about people.
1: You know, I've always. I've definitely always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Like I was, <laughs> I know that's not automation related, but you know, I was uh, had some kind of like Pokemon card buying, selling eBay thing going on when I was like ten. You know, so like in the group of friends, like figuring out how to get the best deal. But I, I've always liked figuring things out and finding a better, more cost effective way of doing something. And again, the reason why I like automation so much is that you don't have to be a developer to do it. You don't have to learn and code. I know there's a lot of folks that are like, I'm not tech savvy. I'm not tech savvy. That's a thought, not a circumstance, right? Technology in, in itself, in its existence, it's always going to break. You're always going to run into issues because I have nine and a half years of experience or however many years of experience doesn't mean that every technology just works perfectly for me. Mm. And I don't, you know, nothing ever gets in my way. I'm solving problems every single day. But the reason why I love automation is because it empowers me to solve those problems myself. I don't have to learn a new, you know, technical language, language to do it. And some folks might look at automation as this technical language. But when you look at the grand scheme of technology and all the things that you could learn, like automation and AI are the most accessible forms to just like creating whatever you want and i think that that's what the core is for me is like i love creating when something pops in my mind i want to know that i can sit at my computer and just make it happen and that's not always easy you know when it comes to technical development and things like that
0: yeah that is so inspiring how have you helped people just tell me like you you had kind of mentioned you've helped beginners and you know fortune 500 ceos and all of that what what do you do how do you help people
1: I help people really scale their processes. So a lot of times when I'm working with folks, they're exhausted, they're tired. They know that they can scale further, but they've got all these things going on, right? They're like, I have to do this and then I have to talk to my assistant and like delegate this. And like the, the it becomes almost like this monster that you just found yourself buried in and you don't even know where to start. Like, I know th- you have ideas of like, oh, I know I could automate this and I could probably be doing this better, but you're so busy trying to run your business and you're working in your business that it's hard to like kind of make that transition and get yourself out of it. And so what I do with folks is we really sit down and we talk about some of the core processes that run in their business. And everybody kind of has the same core processes. Like you have like your marketing and your lead management and follow-up and things like that. You have your onboarding, you have your delivery, like you have your renewal. Like these are things that exist in every business, but we look at every single step and we're like, okay, what are the steps? that are adding value to your business and what are the steps that are adding cost and adding cost isn't necessarily a bad thing sometimes we have to pay for something to happen we have to pay for our assistant at you know 10 15 20 dollars an hour to do something because we don't want to pay the cost of our time which is worth 2 300 dollars an hour or whatever it might be to carry something through so we figure out what those are and the most the things in the process that are the most important that are costing the most then we figure out how to automate them. We completely just get them out of the way so that you can actually work on your business and be the strategic decision maker and decide, okay, now that all this stuff is like running really well, how do I want to improve it? What do I want to do next? What about that that coaching program that I've been dreaming about for the last year. Like I can implement that now. Like, what does that look like? So I, you know, I, I kind of just like open up the world of possibility when I work with my clients and I just remove (laughs) all of the limits to scaling so that you can just press the gas pedal and just go, just deliver value nonstop.
0: Love it. Now, when you think about automations versus systems, what comes up in your mind?
1: Well, I think systems are like, essentially just a collection of processes that are all sort of working together kind of towards a common goal. So you can have systems and you can have completely manual systems where you are doing everything and your assistants doing everything. But the, the key is to implement automation, because then your systems start running themselves. So you can kind of have this whole ball of everything just working together and you can put it aside because you know, it's working. You don't have to be in that system Mm -hmm. anymore.
0: Did we talk about what you think the best areas of a coaching business that would benefit from automation? We kind of talked through most of that. Is there anything else you would add to that?
1: It's, it's hard for me to give like a concrete answer on like, these are the absolute things outside of those areas, because Yes, there are very common coaching business models of, you know, one-to-one group membership, like we hear about them all the time, but I also love working with clients that have sort of like an unconventional business model. Uh, I have people coming to me all the time that they're like, Hey, I want to talk to you about this. Now I don't, I don't operate like other coaches, you know, I do this like special thing over here and I'm just kind of like, bring it on, bring it on. You know, I was chatting with a a coach uh, a couple of weeks ago and we got on a call And completely unconventional business model, things that I wouldn't have been able to even like advise, hey, these are things you should look at like on a podcast, right? And just through that one hour call, we figured out how to save her $9,000 from specifically looking at her process and figuring out what pieces that were unique to her and the way that she wanted to serve her clients, we could automate.
0: And that's saving, that's calculating the time you're spending doing it or paying someone to do it. What other ways is that calculating that cost?
1: Yeah. So that, that $9,000 was essentially just the cost of paying somebody to do the other manual, because at this point she had already moved things off of her own plate and gotten okay. it to an assistant. And that was like, that worked for a while. And then, you know, like I said before, you, you hit a limit and you're like, what do I do now? If you, if you keep using people to do robot tasks, right? We want, we want to use people for their brains, for their creativity, for their strategy, right? Not sitting at a computer copying and pasting data and like updating things. Like what, what a waste of like the human experience in my opinion, right? So she had um, hit that limit. And so we automated it. And so that $9,000 000- Dollars was the cost that was immediately eliminated from moving everything to automation. But now that doesn't, that doesn't even include the fact that now she could sell more product mm. every single month. She, she was kept on what she could sell. She could mm. probably double it, you know? Like it's such a hot product. Like people are like on like a waiting list for it, but she couldn't couldn't deliver it. And then that frees up that assistant to do all kinds of other valuable work. And that frees up her time to not even worry about like her delivery process anymore because she knows it's working now she can just focus on on the value, so nine thousand dollars is like the the very quick immediate savings, yeah, but like if you double your revenue, I mean hundreds of thousands of dollars, really, just from picking out those pieces of a process and automating them and removing limits it's it's magical
0: that is so good. okay, do you help people talk through this and see? how they can save that money and what areas need automation, then do you actually do that for them or how does that work?
1: Yeah. So we will talk through it. Um, I usually have people break down their processes and then we understand that cost add versus cost value, Uh, sorry, cost add, value add. And then I will identify all the areas that we can automate and how to automate. And then we'll actually work through that together. So I, the reason why I don't do completely done for you is because I want to empower people. Again, this is how I feel empowered of being able to create and fix something on my own. And while I don't think that coaches need to be automation, like experts and know everything It is really great to just have an idea and be like, wow, I think that I can just add this other product or service on and I can just automate it and have it happen. Um, So I will walk through how to set everything up.
0: That's what I was wondering earlier, if you were more the teaching, like if you could teach more in your style of coaching, or if you do it all behind the scenes, because I like to learn how to do it. Because, you know, if it's something little, I can go in and do myself. I could easily add a new automation or something. So I love that teaching side of it.
1: Yeah, I don't like to I don't like to create any kind of um, like dependencies, you know, imagine if you did pay somebody to just do all of the stuff for you and then something happened. I don't know, yeah. that person s- stopped doing that service or, you know, you didn't want to work with them anymore or whatever. Now you're like, oh my gosh, now here's this piece of my business. I have to figure out all over again, rather than like me, including you in the process. So you understand how it works. And you can feel empowered to to know what's going on and to make changes yourself if you want. And then if you don't, or you don't feel like it, right, we'll hop on a call and I'll walk through it, you know, all over again, or we'll walk through something new. But it's so important that, I mean, automation is a skill set, right? And it's so important to to learn that and to figure out how it works and to figure out just even how building process works and how that translates into growing your business.
0: Perfect. Anything else you think that someone listening might want to know?
1: If automation is something that you feel intimidated by or, you know, scary to you, like reach out to me, ask me questions. Like I am always happy to chat with folks on Facebook, through email, like hop on a quick call if you have questions about, I don't know, I'm I'm looking at this app versus this app or like I'm having this problem, you know, in my business. Like you don't you don't have to do this alone. I'm here to help like point people in in the right direction. Uh, But automation is something that you want to learn to scale your business. I don't know any business that has scaled into the millions or even the hundreds of thousands without some piece of automation built Mm -hmm. in. So it is one of the most valuable skills that you can learn. Um, as a coach, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur.
0: Love it. And you have a Facebook group, you said. So if people have questions like that, that's the perfect place to go. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I have a Facebook group called Automation Mastery for Life Coaches. Completely free to join. I try to do a couple of workshops in there to teach folks how to do things like set up your first CRM or, you know, how to even learn Zapier, understand what that is. I will be scheduling soon an upcoming workshop on some of the scheduling and planning that we talked about during this call. So if you want a free resource to just learn, like I'm there sharing all of my knowledge and expertise with you. So come join. Love it.
0: And we'll include the link to that in the show notes, of course. Perfect. Okay. This has been so good. And I, like you said earlier, it, You're here to open and expand our mind to what we can see as possible. So thank you so much. If someone was going to take one action, and even if it's the way they look at their business or think, what would it be? I think it
1: depends on where you are in your coaching business. Mm. I think if if you're a newer coach, like, Just focus on figuring out the processes that are working for you. Like, like, don't be afraid to experiment and like lean into your calendaring and scheduling system to make sure that you get the things done that you want to get done. I think, you know, folks that have a couple of clients, take an intentional look about what you're doing every day that's the same over and over and over again, and find an opportunity for automation. Ask yourself, is that really what you should be doing Like with your human brain, or is that something that you could delegate a robot to do for you?
0: Jesse, thank you so much for being on and sharing all your knowledge. And I just love that you have such a generous, helpful spirit. Tell people where they can find you.
1: Yeah. So in addition to the Facebook group, uh, my website is lifecoachoperations.com. And if you go there, you can read a bit more about me and and what I offer um, and also schedule a free automation audit. So this is where we'll just hop on if you have something that's taking you a lot of time. Uh, You think there might be an opportunity for automation, whatever it might be, uh, schedule that with me. It's completely free uh, and I'd be happy to take a look at things and help you out. Thanks so much for having me, Tracy. I I really appreciate it. Um, And I love your podcast and I think that everybody should get organized and definitely use automation where you can uh, to help organize your life. So it's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to the episode. Please share this episode with your coaching bestie and tag me on Instagram at Tracy Hoth. And of course, I would be so grateful if you could subscribe and leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. It's the number one way you can thank me. To thank you, go grab the File Naming Formula Cheat Sheet and watch the workshop replay, Three Secrets to Organize Your Digital Files. Both are linked in the show notes. Until next time, have a beautiful week.